Get ready, boys and girls, because it is time for the Commissioners of Sports Movies. Kind of looks like the Lion King font too. I'm gonna go ahead and say that the Lion King stole this from Cool Runnings. We, we got Junior's dad being distant, Mufasa dead. What is up? Everybody, what up? What up? I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson. That's me. And today we have another special guest. Spoiler alert: We met him in the marching band at Oregon. Uh, if you hadn't guessed that yet, which you should have, because it's been every guest so far. But we've got the one, the only, the inevitable, <laughs> Trevor Jones. What's going on, my guy? Hey, how you guys doing? There is literally no other way that these two can make friends. Yeah, no, legitimately, the only way we made friends was in March. I haven't made friends since then. So, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty clear at this point. Yeah, no, like, not at all. So, uh, so Trevor, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm good. It is just uh, light at the end of the tunnel of the pandemic here. We're all getting... Uh, vaccinated and it's just get shots 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 and then we are going (laughs) to fucking rage yes dude get that hot hot vacky juice and then you get beers with friends that's that's how we that's how we do that's how we roll got my second fauci out you yesterday baby (laughs) 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 so so trevor um trevor is on the show today because he won the women's bracket by picking a completely chalk bracket. That's right. Here comes the no fun police. <laughs> so, Trevor, why don't you tell the listener a little bit about yourself? So, I, I met these two in marching band. I played the trumpet. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I majored in Somebody physics has to. while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've watched the Oregon games... I am the obnoxious loud one that you could hear uh, from 2008 to 2013, so you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know about your welcome. But, uh, you know, something, something I'm sorry would have been more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for your ears, everyone who stood in front of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Trevor, what movie did you pick for us today? A classic sports movie. That we've all seen a million times, Wedding Crashers. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I that knew is, you were going to say it. That is what he picked first. <laughs> it is first team all scene. day, baby. I can put it wherever I want. I'll make it rain out here. <laughs> so that is not so what he, we're doing. <laughs> so he actually picked Cool Runnings. That's uh, right. Uh, fun fact: Cool Runnings is the first movie that me and my wife watched together. Oh, that's adorable. How sweet. A movie that she owns, and we watch it in her dorm. So is she making you do Cool Runnings? When you got the list, blink twice if if she's in the room with you right now. (laughs) She's not in the room with me right now, 
<laughs> I gave her a list of like five, and Cool Runnings was on it, and that's what she wanted me to do. Which well, clearly she should have just been on the shelf uh, to do Cool Runnings because she can basically recite the whole movie from memory. Like <laughs> okay. she knows the well, words to every song. To she was literally <laughs> singing along to the end credits, and I was like. <laughs> What the hell? Who are you? <laughs> I know you haven't watched this for like eight years. It's <laughs> pretty great. So, Cool Runnings, the 1993 John Turtletaub classic. Amongst John Turtletaub's movies, there's also Three Ninjas. Do you guys remember that movie? Nope. <gasps> Were they Three turtles? Ninjas? No, they weren't <laughs> turtles. They were like they were like kids. And I the only scene that I vividly remember they from were that teenage, movie. Though. What? They were teenage. Uh no, not really. Maybe. Maybe. They were like young kids. At least one of them wasn't for sure. Um, but they like had like the, the dummy that they would punch and it would turn its like its eyes would light up if it got hurt. And they hit it in the crotch once and it lit up. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. And that there were three of them. And they wore cool masks. Um. Anyways, he also directed National Treasure. Oh, oh so shit. he's got that under his belt. That's like an uh, actual and, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then recently, he's got the Meg and La- Last Vegas under the his Meg. belt. The another, Meg, another classic. <laughs> Not Meg Griffin, just the Meg. You know, Megalodon. So, mm-hmm. you guys ready to hop into this puppy or what? Do you want to break it down? Well, first, wait, got it. We have to ask because it's this show. True. What are you drinking this week, Trevor? So I drink far less ever since I had a kid. Uh, so this <laughs> Same is going ease. to one beer fuck me up. Uh, it is an awesome sauce hazy IPA from Ascendant Beer Company. Ooh, nice. Where is Ascendant Beer Company? I'm guessing it's in Oregon. Yeah, it's Portland. It's on Fifth Avenue. It's right there. Hey, look at that. So give give a listener a little ASMR. Give them yeah, what they want. Little, give little, the people what they want, Trevor. A little ASMR. This is on a cheap mic, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> hey, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Had, I like how you caught the foam in your mouth. A little fizzle afterwards. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some P- sauce. Sword picture. Got some got sauce. <laughs> Put this oh, on bitch. a sandwich. That's pretty good. <laughs> Dip it Put in that some hot crack dude. <laughs> Love it. Jamie, what are you drinking today? I, as I mentioned, just had my second Fauci ouchie. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I am drinking cool, crisp Rocky Mountain water. Nice. To stay, nice. you know, hydrated and stuff so I don't feel like absolute garbo tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's get some ASMR on that. <laughs> well, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> and what about I'm, you, I'm Eli? being good. I'm being good. Yeah. What are you drinking? What am, what am I drinking? Uh, well, Trevor, we're about to make you look like an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, because, because I... Uh, I we had uh, tikka masala at work today for our food and um, mm-hmm. 
I have had the most wicked heartburn of my life since then. Uh, so I am also drinking. I'm, I'm drinking crisp, cool Oregon water. You um, son of a bitch. I, I literally know. went to the store and bought this beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you got your point across, although you haven't given it a star rating. We didn't get a star rating out of you yet. Uh, this was pretty cheap. I went and got the cheapest beer that didn't look like I went to the store to buy a Bud Light. Okay. Actually, it's pretty good. I would actually, I'd buy this again. Uh, it's uh, flavorful. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. It is hazy. Uh, four stars. Nice. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm just drinking my water, so I'll give you a little ASMR here. <laughs> Yummy. You're so dumb. Five star water, <laughs> friends. Five star water. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we've made Trevor successfully look like an alcoholic, um, <laughs> let's let's jump into this movie. Yes. Uh, so we start in Jamaica. Sunrise over the Jamaican waters. I'm gonna say Opening. this is very Lion King. It really is. Uh, that's the that was my first thought as well. Uh, like, was it? Yeah. Like this is somebody essentially stole from Lion this. King. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Lion King came out after this, I believe. So. Go ahead so, and say that the Lion King so, stole this from Cool Runnings. <laughs> so the, the director of Lion King, the animation <laughs> director, went, yep, that's the shot. That's the shot for this lion movie we've been working on. Yep. <laughs> and they open with a dope reggae song. And can I just say, everybody who has seen Cool Runnings can identify the font that they use for the opening credits of cool runnings. Absolutely. I could spell any word in that font and be like, that's the cool fucking runnings font. Yep. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Especially <laughs> with like iconic. that blue, like squiggly underline on it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The most iconic font in Disney live action bobsledding <laughs> movie history. So <laughs> we open on. It kind of looks like the Lion King font too. I, I didn't even check the Lion King font. Dude, maybe... Oh my god, they, did the Lion King just like rip off this entire movie? Are they the same movie? <laughs> are, oh, no, like, it's oh my god. Now, no. this is getting deep quick. We, we got Junior's dad being distant. Mufasa, dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got... <laughs> we've got Yule Brenner, kind of like Scar... You know, kind of evil. Actually, no, because Yul Brenner comes around in the end. Oh, spoilers! Shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got to compare. Yeah, way to wreck Brenner the whole eventually. movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, so uh, we open the first scene in The Lion King is Darice <laughs> starting a sprint. We got some kids showing up using some toilet paper for a finish line, and mm-hmm, I was. Mm-hmm genuinely shocked when I saw Hans Zimmer's name pop up for this. I, I was too. no fucking clue. He's no this clue. Movie. <laughs> Incredible though. Yeah. So the opening song, it slaps. Oh, hard. Has, has yeah. no Hans Zimmer vibes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's reggae. Right. <laughs> Hans Zimmer is the opposite of reggae. I'm pretty sure. Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
like after like you get Darius now he he does a sprint and then he just starts running, right? And he's like running through town, running across Jamaican side, uh, like countryside, um, making Jamaica look like a the beautiful place that it is. Um, I'd go there. Yeah, right. Uh, and then <laughs> I love sure. the scene where the old lady is just hardcore simp over him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a nice booty. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm this is a it. recurring theme in this movie as well. Yeah, girl simping over Doris. I mean, yes. he's an attractive man. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not yep. saying I'm not simping over him, but like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, so we'll move on from that. We do get a smash cut. First smash cut, guys. First smash cut. We Eli's favorite thing in my the favorite thing movie. is the smash cut to the push cart derby. Yeah, a challenger we, approaches. <laughs> we we meet fan favorite Sankaman. Rafiki. You're so right. Oh my god. Guys, we cracked the code. <laughs> what is we happening? The code. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. He's he's driving a push cart that he clearly painted. And Rafiki paints Simba on the tree. Guys. More parallels. The parallels are overwhelming. Yes, he's he's driving the Rasta rocket. And they have, and then they has like a somewhat rap battle with Doris after he makes child children do his work, right at this push card thing. Like the, he's like, get back to work, and then Doris comes up and starts like talking shit in iambic pentameter. <laughs> this is where we get our intro to Sanka's lucky egg, which comes up multiple times throughout the movie. And I just gotta say that has to smell like shit, right? I, so I I was watching this like this has to be a wooden egg or something right? What could you do to an egg that would it make it last? This especially far? through bobsledding crashes. And, sorry, spoilers and <laughs> push cart races and all the shit that he does. But here's the thing: every time one of those things happens, he checks the egg like it's broken. That's true. You're right. It can't why, be a wooden egg. Why would you egg. check a wooden egg if it was, bro- if, you know? The egg is his token from Inception. <laughs> his totem? Yeah. His, the, 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 the kiss is what he... No, it can't be because he lets... Spoiler, he lets Yul Brenner kiss it later. Oh. Well, no what else does do he... Where, where does he keep that egg? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we've seen him keep the egg in places you don't want to kiss, boys and girls. Nope. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't well, want to somebody kink probably, probably I don't want to kink shame our listeners, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, so this is something that I didn't realize from like my watchings when I was younger. The first time we hear the feel the rhythm chant is with this pushcart race. Yeah, I, this movie does a fantastic job of callbacks and just recurring themes. Yeah, the the setup in this movie is pretty dope, honestly. Uh, so they start. They start the race. Sanka's out there just talking mad shit, right? And also, I had a question about this whole pushcart race. Why the fuck do they have the children on the front? Right? <laughs> they don't do anything. They're not doing anything. They just have literally nothing. Like it's not like it's not like he's like spoking the other cars all uh, road rash. Like 
He's like, it's like they're not like distracting their drivers. They're not steering. They're just fucking sitting on the hood. No, they're to, to cushion the fall in case they crash so that the driver doesn't get hurt. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, then why not get a fatter kid? <laughs> like, too, too heavy to push, man. There's there's a fine line between that's more weight between front, amount of cushion and too heavy to push. But there's it's, more it's weight in the front, line. more momentum to go down the hill. I'm just saying, fat kids rule push carts. I would imagine, <laughs> right? Sure, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're you're right. There's absolutely no point for the kids being on these push carts, <laughs> other than endangering them for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> While, while adult men steer broken ass carts down a giant hill yep. on a cliff, by the way, I might add, they're like they have like this big sweeping shot of the road, and it's literally on a cliffside. Yeah, this so, couldn't be more dangerous if they tried. Yeah, um, and this is also where we get our first instance. So Sanka doesn't win the race, and he crashes into a knickknack shop, but. Some oh, sort of shot. And during the race, he is very reckless. He is banging into all the other push carts. <laughs> yeah. It With is like basically the, the next race that happens. Yeah. Um, and so he crashes into that shop, and we get our first, Hey, Senka, you dead men? Which, again, like setting Like I said, up. setting up recurring themes. Yeah, man. It's yeah, all, man. all pretty epic. Uh, then we get back to Derice. A little smash cut to Darius about to take a run. We're introduced to his wife, who is a rocket. Yes. She is fine as hell. Guys, I I was simping over Darius's <laughs> wife in this movie. Um, <clears throat> but he goes for his run, and then a smash cut, baby, right into the qualifier. And this is where we meet uh, another fan favorite, Yul Brenna and yeah. Junior. Not so um, much a fan favorite. No, I, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe towards the end. Yeah. But he has his, his moments. I, I mean, kind of, I guess. I guess. Um, well, we get, uh, you know, this is a qualifier race. Um, and I have a couple problems with with this whole thing. Yeah, This whole too. qualifying race. So what, what happens is they, they start the qualifying run. And Junior trips Darius, uh and Yule so they can't go to the Olympics. Right? I have a couple problems with this. One, is there really only one heat in the country of Jamaica? Which is made of sprinters. Which is made of speed people. And, like, there's one heat to decide who's the fastest person in Jamaica. There are eight people. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, international track and field rules, but I'd imagine if somebody tripped you and they got disqualified that you'd be able to re-race at some point. You would think so. Like, very clearly, like, as a country, you want your best runners to go to the Olympics to have the best chance of winning. Yeah, right? that's the thing. Like, that's, like, and that was the problem. I was like, he goes to uh, Coolidge, the the older uh, Nelson Mandela looking guy, yeah, um, and he's like, he's like trying to appeal, like to, to run again. And the guy's like, no, sorry, try again in four years or your career's over or whatever. And it's like, 
Doris is a legend, right? Like Junior comes up, he's like, it's an honor to race with Doris, right? And like he's clearly your best runner, and everybody fucking knows it. Just yeah, this is like, like 1993 Usain Bolt we're talking about here. Yeah, he runs a nine nine hundred. Like, give him another shot. What are you talking about? Jamaica? Yeah, the Olympic the Olympic Committee would not be like, no, we don't want you racing. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and like it's just like this one dude in Kingston who's like, nah, Doris, we're not going to run that again, and just ruins the Olympics for them. Like, he's the mayor of Kingston, right? This However. What happens, like, in the Olympics? Like, if someone were to just, like, trip three people? Honestly, I think it's just tough luck. Like, I think that actually is how it goes. But, yeah, because like, they don't re-race. Like, if you have two people from the same country, can you just, like, one person have terrible sports? <laughs> one person and just the goes and wrecks everybody? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it'd be different for a qualifier, though. Uh, maybe not, but... Again, it's just like they did one heat. Like you would imagine, like what they do is they set them in like a second heat if there are more heats. Yeah, or something. Right, but there's one. Maybe it's the final race. I don't know. It just it, like some of this just doesn't add up to me. Yeah, you know? but if they were allowed to go to the Olympics or retry, then we wouldn't have a Jamaican bobsled team. Also, there's got to be other events that are more like running. Like other races, like like I don't know a two hundred meter, which his dad had gold medaled in four hundred meter relay. We've already seen that he can run more than a hundred. Like he ran across the entire country in the opening montage. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Wasn't slow, right? Yeah, and, and he, let's be real. If you can run that fast, he's probably pretty decent at long jump too. Yep. Like that's a lot of momentum to throw or, your body forward. Or triple jump or. I mean, hell, he's tall and lanky. He could probably high jump. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say triple jump because there's a lot more technique involved in that. But definitely, like, long jump or high. Like, he's fast enough for that. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's other shit in the Olympics. But the natural progression from the 100-meter dash is bobsledding. Everybody yeah. knows this. Which is, like, again, like, there's kind of, like, a leap in logic here because, <laughs> like, it's, like, Dore- like they show the picture of Doris's dad and young skinny John Candy, um, and yep. like they're talking about how he coached him to his like sprinting final or whatever, uh-huh. to his sprinting gold, and then he's like, "Yeah, but he's a bobsled coach." Yeah, did they, they like, never. They just really or? glossed over that. Did I miss like how he became a bobsled coach? Like Trevor, did you catch that? How uh, John how Candy's Irv? character? Yeah. Like, then it's like, he talks about, like, there's a picture of, him, like, Doris's dad, the 200-meter gold sprinter, with John Candy's character, like, at the same time, like, when he's wearing the gold, like, what when did that transition from a sprinting coach to a bobsled coach? Uh, so he well, was originally he, a bobsled coach, and he went to Jamaica to recruit sprinters. Oh, that's what thinking, it was. He, thinking well, he could he, moneyball this into a... Uh, that's the bobsled right. team that they they uh, is being underlooked because they gotcha. all yep. these bobsled athletes that probably aren't nearly as fast as Jamaicans. Yep, that's what it, it's <laughs> probably right. Yeah, literally just said yeah because he was an Olympic bobsledder and they called him crazy basically in the movie. And then they said he was an Olympic bobsledder who tried to get your father to switch sports. 
So, gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I just missed that. Um, but so this is where Doris gets the idea to start the Jamaican bobsled team. Right. Uh, and then we get an iconic line where as he's leaving, he's like, I'm going to start Jamaica's first bobsled team. What's a bobsled? Love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, then he goes and he talks to Sanka, of course, the reigning pushcart driver of Jamaica. Quick note. Would it even be best to try to learn another sport in two years versus keeping good at sprinting and try again in four years? So, so, so it's, it's worse than what you're talking about. Way worse. Because it, and you're, you're getting a little ahead of us here, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. When he is trying to convince John Candy to start, or Irv Blitzer, to start the bobsled team in the bar later in the movie, John Candy specifically says, the Olympics are in three months. There's no way we can do this. Yep. And so we'll get into that in a second. So the Olympics <laughs> are three months away. But... Uh, we got we got to go through a little bit more b- okay. before we get to that. Before we get to that, uh, so we we first have to get to uh, you know, uh, Sanka learning about the 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 bobsled team, and freaking like flipping his shit over ice, right? Like how he doesn't like to be cold. Um, but this is a fantastic scene. Yes, all you Sanka have to do is say freaking Sanka, out about ice. You're you're my best friend. I need you to do this for me. <laughs> like, he and then he recites. still said no, and it was phenomenal. That's, uh, Senka, a great scene. I, like, I, like throughout this whole movie, I was like, like when I was younger, like I remember liking Senka, and like going back to watch this, I was thinking Senka's probably gonna annoy me, right? Because like usually the people I thought were funny when they, when I was little are not funny. Yep. Um, but Senka is still fucking hilarious in yep. this movie. I think he's the like he's the glue that holds this whole thing together. Oh yeah, he carries this movie like through and through. Um, and like like this this is such a good scene too because it makes total sense why Darius would go immediately to Sanka. Yeah, right. Because like Sanka is a pushcart driver, which would directly translate into skills for a bobsled. You would think, right? Like you would think, yeah. Um, so now we get to the bar scene with John Candy. Sitting at the bar just being John Candy. Right? R.I.P. Rip John Candy. What a legend. Uh, what a legend. He's he's clearly bet on some horses. Um, <laughs> tumbleweed. Tumble, he's bet on Tumbleweed who loses. He freaks out. Breaks the radio with a pool cue. <laughs> right? This is important because then Darius and Sanka approach him. And <laughs> we get maybe my favorite line in this whole movie <laughs> when Darius goes... Are you Irv Blitzer? And then Sanka goes, Ah, yes, the greeting sled god. <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> and it comes back later. He, he keeps talking. I mean, that's like the only way he addresses him and coach. Like, he calls him sled god or coach. That's Which is the only way it. he should be addressed. Correct. Correct. Um, but they approach him about doing the bobsled, and John Candy then threatens him with, uh, a different pool cue they didn't use to bust a radio. And then we get this beautiful montage of them trying to convince John Candy or Irv to uh, coach this bobsled team. And he clearly wants nothing to do with it. And this is where he says, 
One, there's no snow within 3,000 miles over here. How are we going to practice? Because the Olympics are in three months. This shorter timeline, I forgot he said three months. (laughs) But it actually, I think it makes it sound less insane. Because you're only throwing away three months. If this is a total failure. You can always go back to running. You still have three and three quarters of a year to then go back to sprinting. Okay, so here's here's my counter argument to make make this absolutely insane, because the okay if the Winter Olympics are in three years, yeah, that means the Summer Olympics are in or three months. The Summer Olympics are in two years and three months, <laughs> so that means Jamaica's holding their qualifying more, yeah. sprints, yeah, and two uh, like for, for two and three and a half years. years later, yeah, two and a half years later. What the fuck? Like, they're having a qualifier right before the Winter two, Olympics? Two and a half years before the actual Olympics is when the qualifying <laughs> races in Jamaica are, apparently. Uh, so, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, then, eventually, Doris plays the son of a friend card. You know, oh, you met my father. And John Candy's like, yeah, he's the best competitor I know. He could run a... 100 meter dash and 10 flat and this is where Doris goes I can run it 9-9 which is a pretty badass line I realized in this movie that there's a lot of really fucking good lines in this movie oh yeah like overall the the dialogue's like you know hit and miss but when it hits it hits fucking hard like (laughs) the dialogue slaps I remember liking this movie as a kid but I like it just as much now this is just a good, fun movie. And like you said, yeah. the dialogue, the humor is still good. Like, it's all there. It's not reliant on the nostalgia. It is just standalone. It holds up. Yeah, yeah it's it's like, I like honestly, like as much as this may be blasphemy to say, it probably holds up better as a movie than like, say, Space Jam does. Yeah, right? I agree Space with Jam that. relies heavily on knowing Michael Jordan, which yep. is soon to be a, a faded memory. Tunes. And Looney Tunes, yeah. <laughs> uh, Both faded like, memories. This you don't need to know. Like you don't need to know any of that. It's just, and it's it's still fun, right? Uh-huh. There's no, like they don't rely on like pop culture references and shit like that. So that's yeah, maybe that's why it held up so well. So let's go ahead, Trevor. Go down a rabbit hole here. Love so, this. The premise of the movie is kind <laughs> of a Moneyball thing. Like I think. You know, originally, Coach Irv says, you get sprinters and teach them how to bobsled, and you'll get a gold medal team. You know, there's something undervalued here. What other sports could you take, you know, B-level athletes, and then, or A-level athletes, and turn them into champions of other sports? Ah, that's, that's tough. Could you take, like, mid-tier sumo wrestlers, turn them into offensive guards or or defensive tackles? (laughs) Probably not. Actually, yes. I think you could. Maybe a guard. when you watch sumo wrestling, those dudes are actually athletic and quick as fuck. Yeah, that's true. They'd have to slim down a little. They'd have to slim down a little bit. They'd have to get a lot more endurance, because... It's like yes. one match a day. Yeah, so they'd have to get a little more endurance. They'd have to slim down a little bit. Um, but also they'd make less money being a fucking 
offensive guards in the NFL. So those guys make a ton of money that's in true. Japan. Yeah, like that's wow. a big but deal. like I mean, you're I, I think you're right. Yeah, like something like that. Um, there's there's think, a handful of baseball players that are quarterbacks, like Russell Wilson. Yeah, is there a market there of just like middling baseball players that just know how to play football? Well, yeah. I mean, so a lot of professional athletes, especially, especially the very athletic skill position ones, like let's just take the NFL, for example. Like I'm sure a lot of wide receivers and stuff are pretty good at basketball. Could they play at the NBA level? I, probably not. But well, I, I think, think you could take a lot of power forwards out of the NBA and make them a tight end. Yes, like LeBron. Yeah, famously. Well, a lot of people like I remember when people were saying LeBron could be a linebacker. I don't think that, but I think he could be a tight end. Yeah, well, that, that's a happened a end. bunch of times. That's happened with uh, was it Jordan Bo Cameron? Uh, <coughs> yeah, Jimmy oh, Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Bo Jackson played baseball and football. I mean that that happens a little. Yeah, that happens a little more often. Okay, DK Metcalf could play whatever he wants. Here's here's what you he could probably do. could. You could, you could take, um, like. A tier, not S tier, but A tier junior figure skating champions and put them on your Minnesota youth hockey team to uh, be an international champion and play Iceland. You could do that, I think. I think. Spoiler alerts. (laughs) Spoiler alerts for maybe next week. No, not next week, but (laughs) two weeks weeks from now. (laughs) I just, so. <clears throat> the premise of your your um your rabbit hole here, like I, I there's there is a zero percent chance that you could take sprinters and make them a bobsled team in three months. Like bobsledding is way more complicated than that. I'm just that yeah. so like I, maybe so like, maybe if the original timeline of like two years, you could do it. Right, because there's yeah. a lot of intricacies in bobsledding that yes. um, this movie obviously skips over because yeah. they don't want to make an eight-hour movie about the Jamaican bobsled team. Right, like, and spoiler <laughs> alert: in the actual real life story, that's basically what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it takes more than three months. It's a little yeah, absurd. They qualified for the Olympics and were set to get like second to last before they crashed. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have that like that meteoric run. Yeah. <laughs> they were not in metal contention. No, right. by a long no. shot. <laughs> right. But the 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 I think my answer to your rabbit hole question here is yes, I think there's a lot of athletes out there professional athletes that could be very successful in other sports. Maybe not at the professional level right away, but I think if they had gone down that path, they would have been successful. I think the sport that has the best chance to translate into other sports is basketball. Yeah, because it's pure athleticism. Yeah, like you could take a basketball player and like put them in any like athletic sport like that, and they'd be able to hold their own. I've seen some basketball golf swing. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I've I've seen some basketball players swing a baseball bat though, and it's. Comical. Yeah, and Michael Jordan went from a average baseball player to an absolute legendary gambler. 
<laughs> no, that gambling is why he played baseball. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> gambling is what sent him to baseball, and probably furthered his gambling prowess. Absolutely, absolutely. So now we get into Act Two of this movie, or what I'm calling Act Two of this movie, and that's where happened they, you know, quick. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, there's the Act One is usually pretty short, right? It's just like the intro. Yeah, but this you movie know, like went. It was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we have these sprinters. Okay, they're going to be a bobsled team. Yeah, ready, break. But, but now they have to form the bobsled team and yes. get it running, right? Uh, so they have this big like town hall style meeting, and they show a very, very old video of bobsledding that actually like they did not vet this video because it's just a crash montage. Oh, this was on purpose. They wanted to scare away anyone who was not all in. No, that's John Candy just wanted this whole thing to go away. Or sorry, Irv wanted this oh, all no, it's to John go Candy. away. <laughs> it's John Candy. Um so here's here's another thing. Like, so they scare everyone away and then uh Yule uh Brenner comes in and then Junior comes in and they're you know, because but when Yule comes in initially, he's like, you know, I'm getting off this island, John Candy goes um, you can't have a three-man bobsled team, but there is a two-man bobsled team that was never mentioned, right? It could have just been Doris and Sanka, which would I, have made way more sense. This actually is what happened in real life. So they qualified as a two-man bobsled team, didn't do very well on that, and then thought, uh, well, it was actually three people that went down to the Olympics for the two-man team. And then just thought, well, let's just get another person and compete in the four-man bobsled. Oh. And so they took one of the three people's brother. They recruited him and said, hey, want to compete in the Olympics? And this is, <laughs> this is the part. I saw this on an interview. I did some research. Uh, I see that. <laughs> they, asked, they asked him three days before the race. Well, so he had no training at all? Pretty much. So the three of them had training, and then the one guy was just a sprinter. And the, uh, he was the, one of the guy's brother. And just like, hey, come down here and... Nice. And compete. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> I had no idea about that. Um, but yeah, like, so like, I, like they, they mentioned Two Man later in the movie, when he's like talking about how many medals he had and all that. But like, they, it was like never an option before that, which is just strange. I guess narrative purposes. But, you know, there's also a lot of bald jokes, which I take exemption to, um, you know, <laughs> me too. To Sanka, now, yeah, Sanka goes up to Yule and is like, how about I draw a line down your head? So it looks like a butt or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wrote that one down. <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> that's, uh, that's like peak shit talking. <laughs> uh, so important to note here, they scare everyone away and then Yule Brenner comes in. And then Junior comes in. Why are all the sprinters late? Uh, Good uh, question. Yeah, that is because because Junior tripped Yule on the way in <laughs> to the meeting, and they're just they're 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 fighting, and Yule beat up Junior, so he had to wait a little longer before he came in. That's why. That's probably canon. That's probably canon, right? <laughs> um, so Definitely the team canon. Is, yeah, the team is now forged, but they need to practice. And they get, like, 
the the grossest little sled ever, right? Um, and Sanka tries to call driver because he's a push car driver, which like that makes sense, right? Like, well, that was the whole reason that Derice brought him on was because he yeah. drives. Outside of responsibility, Senka is by far the best choice to drive the bobsled. Yes. Um, but then Irv lays out the responsibility of the driver and how he's responsible for everybody's life and studying. And that's not Senka's bag. We all know that. So he goes, nah, dog. I ain't doing that. Um, so then we get to a uh, little smash cut to Junior waxing uh a very expensive car and um with his pomeranian dog because you know you have to you have to know he's rich and in movies if you're rich you own a pomeranian that's just how things are oh no it's not a pomeranian it's a basset Never mind. hound it's a basset hound i watched something else where the rich people had a pomeranian i'm sorry i've watched other movies anyways uh <laughs> eli cut that um <laughs> So um, he's got the Basset Hound. That's right. Um, so his dad comes up and is just like a fucking total douchebag. Yep. Like his dad is like, ah, now that we got this Olympics nonsense out of the way. I, like his son was about to qualify for the Olympics. He was in the top three. And he's just like, yeah, now we got that nonsense out of the way. Yeah. Also, like what father do, like is like this? I mean... It happens in movies all the time, but like for real. If if your son is a legitimate Olympic athlete, like Junior is, like no, I'm sorry. Like it'd be one thing if he was bad at it, but like right or got last or whatever. Yeah, it was like, but he was he he was halfway through the race and tripped the first place guy. So like obviously he's decent. Right. Right. Um like how is he, he not this, bragging to all of his friends about how fast his son is? Especially yeah. since he's rich. That's what rich people do. They just brag yeah. about how awesome their it, kids are. It's it's Jamaica where they breed sprinters. And <laughs> and like he's and he's, he's breeded he's, one of the best sprinters. Yeah, he like he's like one of the best. Like doesn't make and it gets worse in this movie. Spoiler, it way, gets way worse. Way worse. Uh, so then we, after he doesn't stand up to him uh, to say, Dad, I'm on the Olympic bobsled team, um, They we get a smash cut to a push start montage, right, where they're trying to learn the push start in their, I don't, I don't know, like propane tank wagon. that's been cut open wagon. Like, I have no idea what this, like, it looks like a half cut, like, septic tank It or really something. does. <laughs> Um, but one of my favorite, like a couple of little highlights on this uh, little montage is uh, there's a lot of voiceover um, when there's a shot on the people's face where they're clearly not moving their lips. So it'll be like, it'll be like Sanka being like, oh no, we're going to die, man. And like Sanka is clearly not talking in the shot, uh, which is so 90s and so amazing to me. Also happens a few times in this movie. Like, there's one other time that I very clearly remember, but we'll get there. <laughs> then we get the one of the more iconic scenes in this movie, I think. And that's where they're all standing outside of an ice cream truck, eating ice cream. <laughs> and they open the freezer, and inside is Sanka getting used to the cold. 
and he breaks one of his dreads off. <laughs> now, I love this because this is so ingrained in my mind that when we would go skiing, Jamie, on those really cold days and our yep. beards would freeze, uh-huh. I would try to break my beard. Because for some reason that just stuck in my head that that's a possibility that your hair can freeze and break off. Um, this so is that, again just one of those scenes of this movie that just hits. Still, it's just so good. It's so good. Um, and then we also get like that, like they they lose control of the bobsled. Also, uh, in this movie, a little editing error: um, a wheel pops off when they <laughs> lose control, and then it is back on when they hit the police car. But, but they got the good push start. Like, I, I love this part because they, they hit a police car <laughs> with a bobsled going probably 30 miles an hour. At right? least. Yeah, they're hauling nuts. They're hauling nuts. And uh, they hit a police car and they can just walk the sled back up the hill. Like, Jamaican police were just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like you, like they didn't get arrested for damaging city property or anything like that. Like, <laughs> love that, love that for them. Um, then we get a smash cut to Irv in Coolidge's office, uh, trying to get money, uh, but uh, Coolidge isn't isn't with it, man. And uh, this is kind of the first time they hint at like Irv not being like Irv Butcher not being what he's necessarily putting out right because he kind of talks about the shame that he put his countrymen through they don't they don't say anything at this point but it's the first time we kind of hear about it yeah um so they don't get their money and now again this is maybe the most iconic montage in this movie right like one of the more iconic montages that i can remember as a kid Right of them fundraising, you got Senka singing in the street. Hey Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. Uh, you got Doris going to businessmen who are and women who are literally laughing him out of the room. You've got Yul Brenner arm wrestling people, and he gets his ass kicked by a girl. Um, you got the ki- the kissing booth, the kissing booth guys. It's so good. The ladies are very not COVID friendly. <laughs> Very not COVID friendly, so we'll put this. We'll chalk this one up to this is a different this is day, different time, <laughs> different times. Uh, this goes in the different times vault. Uh, so, like, you got you got Darius with this giant line of women waiting to kiss him, and Sanka with nobody. But Darius's wife shows up and is like, "Nah, we're getting out of here." Darius leaves. Sanka's like, "I'm tag me in, coach. Tag me in," and. Uh, then there's an old lady up front. This is the one time where I was like, I remember that being a lot funnier than it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, that was very much like the most predictable joke of all time. <laughs> right. Uh, it's fine, though. It's fine. Uh, so we they can end look up past getting, it. It's fine. Yeah, we'll look past it. They end up getting like, this raising, scene like makes me realize what makes this uh, what makes this movie really good. It's a bunch of scenes. You know, dramatic scenes where they have character development intertwined with a bunch of montages. There is a lot of montages in this movie. So they have yes. this training montage. They have this scene where they try to get fundraising from 
uh, the New Macon government, where it's dramatic, and we talk about John Candy's character. And then we have another, you know, comedy montage for <laughs> fundraising. And that's pretty much what the movie is, is character development in between montages. Uh, so we're, that does deviate a little bit from the Lion King threat. Yes. Unfortunately. They yeah. just didn't have the balls to do it. I guess. Although. There are although, some good montages in, in the line. Here's thing. the thing. Junior does run away. Right? Yep. And he meets these wildly friends who sing songs in the streets. <laughs> there are anyone? full on montages in the Lion King, too. That's true. That's true. The growing up montage. I. You know what this is? This is and the when Lion he's King. running back to Pride Rock. You're right. There's montages. Li- Lion King. Man, Lion King just ripped off a of Cool Runnings. <laughs> it just like ruined my whole childhood. <laughs> Trevor, you ruined us. <laughs> you ruined us. <laughs> show's canceled. The show's we're done. <laughs> Night, listener. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Share with your friends. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so after after this, they 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 come in, they collect their money, and they've made like like a hundred and fifty bucks, right? And then Junior just comes in and drops stacks, just because they need twenty grand, right? That was the number that they settled on. Um, and Junior comes in and just drops his stacks, and he's like, "We got this. I sold my car, and we're doing this, right? You're doing this. You're doing this, yes." And then Dere says, "No, we are." Right, uh, and he does. He does have some pretty solid reasoning because Doris is like, "We're not going to take this money from you," right? And he's like, "Dude, if if I hadn't tripped you, like we'd already be going to an Olympics because apparently the Winter and Summer Olympics are held around the same time in Jamaica. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'd already be going." Um, <clears throat> and then, like Yule, after like Junior is basically like, "Hey, we're going to the Olympics on my money." Yule is still a dick to him. I, like, Yule kind of sucks at the beginning of this movie. Oh, he for sure sucks at the beginning of this oh, yeah. movie. It doesn't mean I like you. Yeah, that's that's the line. Doesn't mean I like you. It's like, dude, he's literally letting you go to the Olympics right now. Like, just, He's paying your way to the Olympics. Just fucking chill, dog. Chill. But they go to the Olympics, and they get to fly to Calgary. Um, And we get the classic... People from hot weather climates going to cold climates scene. It happens in Johnny Tsunami. It happens in Cool Runnings, uh, where they go out and it's just fucking blizzarding <laughs> when they get when they get out. Uh, and then Seika again. This was a scene that I was like, "This is not going to be funny to me as an adult." It's still fucking hilarious. He goes inside and he puts on all of his clothes that he brought. And then puts his duffel bag over him as well. <laughs> like, and then we get the uh, a, a very classic line here. And uh, did either of you take that note down? What are you smoking, Sanka? I had sm- I'm not smoking. I'm breathing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. Uh, but to be fair, and to like to their credit. Uh, they do like kind of have a shot of you know Calgary, minus twenty five degrees Fahrenheit. Like that's fucking cold. Even for yeah. like cold weather people, that's fucking yeah, that's, cold. That's really I am cold. not here for that. Yeah, like John Candy just like walks out with like his pea coat on and oh, a, like a John scarf Hand- around his John neck. John Candy has a great line. 
is it's not the heat, it's the humidity that'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems like such a Canadian line to say in the middle of a negative 25 degree blizzard. Yeah, right. It's, it's like it's like, you know, that's golfing weather, you know, that yep. kind of shit. <laughs> yep. Um and then they get to like like the place where they register for the Olympics is an, a nondescript building uh, where they can just like turns out you can just walk up and register to try to qualify for the Olympics in Calgary. Like, did anybody else like get like weird? He's like he's like asking around where do you register for bobsled? Also, like the Olympic qualifiers don't happen like you don't qualify in the country where it's happening. Like that's just not how the Olympics work. Yeah. Um, also, this scene is a testament to boy, life sucked before technology. <laughs> yeah, he right. has no idea where to go and no one to ask and not a <laughs> Google to to see what is going on. Yeah, just asking randos as they're walking by where he, he has to register for bobsled. Yeah. But again, it's weird. Like he can just walk up to a table and be like, yeah, uh, bobsled, uh, Jamaica. And they're just like, yeah, OK, cool. So like sign the papers here. Like he had, he had no proof that they could like do it or anything like that. Yeah. Like. Also, if, they told actually, him, oh, you need to, to qualify with a minute oh two. And he thought it was a minute oh five. That would be awfully uh, useful to know about three months ago. Yeah. Also, okay, so here, this is, uh, the scene is kind of silly, right? Because it's like, yeah, you should have done this a while ago. But this is a genius setup. This is absolutely perfect because later in the movie, they change it again and he knows it's because it's because of him, right? And but they wouldn't have been able to say that, like you wouldn't have been able to set that that contention up without this line where he's like, "It's a minute two now," because they change it to a minute flat to like try to fuck the Jamaicans over, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so like I like it's it's genius setup. Yeah, they they put this in phenomenal. the movie an hour before it ha- like the actual plot line happens. Yeah. I'm just saying, if Google existed, he could have looked up the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Boy, that's totally fair. Life in the nineties. Oh man, how did we even make it? This is probably. Before, I mean, do they even have dial-up? Really? Like, I guess. Well, the guy had a computer at the the registration desk. Are you sure that wasn't a fancy typewriter? Nope, that was for that was just sure a, a word computer. processor. <laughs> it's for sure a computer, but I don't know what he does on it because they're just in like this lobby, and I guarantee you, there's no Wi-Fi. So yeah. <laughs> he's just chilling, know. dog. He's just chilling. Uh, this, so this is where Irv sees some old bobsledding friends, two of which are absolute assholes, and one of which is friendly, right? Old Richard, Roger, excuse me. Roger is friendly. The other two, Lenny and some other guy, Keith, Larry, Irv. and something. Talk about Keith. how fat Irv is. Yeah, talk about fatty is and like it's Kurt, Kurt Larry, and. The other guy. They're just kind of assholes, uh, except for except for Roger. Roger's a good guy. But again, this is slowly setting up that something is going on with Irv that the Jamaicans don't know about. Um, which, like, I'm, I'm going to say it now before I forget about it because I didn't take this note. But I'm just now realizing that, like, this was set up and was never really that big of a deal in the movie. Right? This big reveal 
on like why he was banned from the sport or whatever. Yeah, it seemed like it should have been a much bigger plot. Re- really, it was fairly inconsequential to the plot of the movie, aside from a few small things. Right. Uh, but then they they Roger meets with Irv and the revolving restaurant in Calgary, which I guess is something that's there. Um, and basically, Irv blackmails him into getting him a bobsled. So they traveled all the way to Calgary, didn't have a bobsled. Um, and we get we get a fucking dope ass line right here, right? Because he's like, these kids, they're they're lightning, they're lightning fast. And uh, then Roger yeah. goes, but can lightning? Run on ice. Like, that's a fucking dope line. That's a dope... Like, I, like I'm like i here for that line. <laughs> Can lightning yeah. run on ice? Like, it's fucking cool. Guess we'll find out. Yeah, guess I guess we will, Jamie. <laughs> uh, which, uh, this is great because they have that, that line, right? Which That dope fucking line. And then it's just a cut to them not being able to stand up on the ice. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Which I I just love that so much for them. Um, And then they get bullied off the ice by the Soviets, except for Yul Brenner just lights up a Soviet hockey player. (laughs) Yeah, he Luke Cage's him. Yeah, like full blood. Like that dude had to have a concussion after that hit. So when did this movie come out? uh, 93. 93. So Luke Cage redesigned his character to look exactly like this in 1992. The no. bald with the goatee. <laughs> I think Yul Brenner, this character, is a direct ripoff of Luke Cage. <laughs> no. You're, no, hold on. I, I have to look this up. You guys riff for a second while I look this up. This, I mean, he does look like Luke Cage. This big no hockey player it. comes up and just gets dropped by a by a Yule Brenner uh, just like standing how, there. I like how in that scene he's standing there, a hockey player like skating runs into him and he just pushes him over and literally two seconds later he just slips and falls down on the ice by himself after yeah. pushing over a hockey player. <laughs> just shows how powerful he is. That is eerie, <laughs> Trevor. That's eerie. <laughs> if that's not true, then the modern... Uh, creation of Luke Cage is stolen from Yul Brenner. It's 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 called. It has to be one to the other. It, it's called parallel thinking. Okay, Trevor, <laughs> it is not copyright infringement. All right. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm kind of lost. Yeah, my this was an here. ABC movie. Uh, this is a Disney movie, and uh, and Disney owns Marvel, so it's it's all kosher. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're fine. You're fine. It's direct ripoff. Um, <laughs> also, Disney did not own Marvel back then. No, yeah. it's fine uh, if you buy them later. <laughs> yeah, it's fine now. It's fine. It's retroactively fine. We're only pointing out the direct copyright infringement now, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, then we get like a really cool scene, and like I, I don't know what necessarily makes this scene so fucking cool. Uh, but we have Darice watching the Swifts do a night practice run. Like, maybe it's just because, like, the bobsled's shiny. They've got, like, the fucking dry ice smoke everywhere. It's in slow-mo. It's in slow-mo. Maybe he, it's just because bobsled is just generally fucking cool. But he is straight up simping for that bobsled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's He simps for the Swiss, dude. He's a Swiss simp. 
Uh, <laughs> but like, I just like that whole scene is just really cool scene. Like cool shots, you know, like you said, Doris simping, which is, it's funny. Cause you know, all the women simp over him while he simps over a red sled. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, they do get uh, the next day they get their junker ass sled uh, but Doris is like all for it right Doris simps over his own sled now which is just a piece of shit and I'm here for it yep <laughs> Um, so we get the next day Um, they get to the qualifying race uh, and everybody just stops and stares in pure 90s movie moment right the whole paddock that has all the bobsleds and teams just stops and stares at the four black guys. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Yeah, like exactly what happened. And then we get the ultimate 90s villain, Germans. <laughs> and this being the 90s, like I kind of forgot about this. They're the East Germans. Like, they had to quantify that they were the East Germans. Yeah, the bad yeah. ones. The bad Germans. The commies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we get the evil Germans. Um, we get... So, like, basically, this movie taught me everything I know about Bobsled from this one line, where he goes, Doris, what do you do in the corners? High in, low out. That's as much as I know about Bobsled. So, thanks. Cool runnings. And um, they run and push and... Yeah, yeah. Go fast. Um, then we get, like, th- this whole scene is beautiful because you have Sanka just being Sanka. Uh, pulling out his know, egg. Pulling out his egg, then can't put his helmet on. Coach, put on my helmet. And he just thumps it down. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> um, but Doris kind of fucks it up. Uh, they start banging him around, and then he crashes, right? Because, you know, it's their first- this is their first time on a bobsled, right? And they're at practice runs for qualifiers you'd think you would take the sled out and like find a hill yeah or you know do a night run like the swiss without everybody sitting there yeah Uh, maybe you have to be the best in the world in order to get that night run privilege but you know maybe that was just a dream could be just a whoa Whoa! Now, uh, you already maybe. you already ruined the Lion King for me. Don't go and fuck this all up. <laughs> was was this the be prepared scene from the Lion? Oh King? My God! <laughs> <laughs> was this that? Is my question. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, say hard. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, was it the elephant graveyard? Maybe. Possible elephant graveyard? Trevor? He does say, Sanka, you dead? <laughs> Yama. You died. That, there's something along that lines in in the elephant graveyard, probably. And they uh, do a great thing with this one, where you can no longer just call it back. They add, you can pee now. Too late. Uh, too late, yeah. Classic. <laughs> Beautiful line. Beautiful line. Um, also, that crash, like, they just went into the Twilight Zone. Because they, like, went into the corner, which is covered with the tent for the first part of it. And then they just don't come out. Yeah, on an ice shoot. 
on an ice <laughs> chute and they're going like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> well, maybe not. They're they're hitting a lot of walls. Yeah, I mean, but at least 30. <laughs> true, true. They would have made uh, it farther than, you know, two feet. Anyway, sorry. Bad editing. <laughs> that is bad editing. <laughs> Uh, so we get back to the hotel, and Sanka is doing Sanka stuff and cooking bananas on a hot plate. Um, and this is where Yule and Sanka kind of get into it, because Yule is like, you're never going to go anywhere, you're just like everyone else on the island. I'm going places, one day I'm going to live right down there. And he points to a picture of Buckingham Palace. Classic. Where Sanka uh, makes... Oh. Real quick, we missed... The Jamaicans looking at the crash, and there was what I thought a funny note. Uh, the uh, the head of the uh, the Jamaican sports committee that didn't want them to go uh, is looking at the piece of paper. It says Jamaicans chase sled. On the side, there is a separate headline: "Cop wins case." Oh, that is descriptive. descriptive That's later, from, though. From the picture today. comes later. When they're doing oh, a practice run. We'll just run. edit this to be over there. Okay, yeah, we'll just, yeah. Because I definitely we're, edit we're ahead a little. our shows. We don't just have raw fucking <laughs> vocals in our, in our show. Uh, so this is where Junior first stands up for Yul Brenner saying, uh, you know, like, go ahead, Yul, Yul Brenner, you get your palace. Which is dope. It's a very nice line. Yes. Um, basically, saying, also like the first time that I actually liked Junior. Yeah, when he like sticks up for Yule because he's like, yeah, he has fucking dreams. Chill, Sanka. Like, which makes sense, you know. Put Sanka in his place every now and then. He's too cocky. Yeah, the right? way that Yule and Junior foil each other is what makes the group dynamic work. Because you have uh, the main character, who I'm forgetting his name, Darius. Uh, Darius. He, you know, kind of drives the story. Senka is the comic relief, and then the conflict between these two characters, one is rich, and one is poor, and they're motivated by different things, and that clashes. And that's what makes the characters kind of clash and, and balance each other out into this group dynamic. Yeah, like, it really rounds out the, like, the whole, the team, right? Like, yeah. they're all so different. Yeah, like you said, like, Yule is, like, poor and angry, and Junior is rich and soft um, in his own right, right? Like, yeah. Yep. And, and Yule, Yule is, is playing for, for money and fame, and Junior is playing for, uh, you know, his dad's respect. Yeah, yeah, as, as, which, spoiler alert, doesn't really get. Um, we yes, go to... Sh- shut up, dude, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The next we get we get the next day qualifying day two, they get their first push start because uh, we didn't mention on their dry run, John Candy just pushes them down the hill. <laughs> this is where they get the picture. Oh. Yes, so they get well, their first push start. Me. It doesn't go well, and that's where the 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 papers do their thing. And this is where Junior's dad first sees that Junior is on the bobsled team and he's mad as hell his son is literally at olympic qualifiers and his dad is pissed although i do have to say i kind of get it now because then he would have to realize that his car was sold to get there um and not just borrowed to a friend <laughs> also he, he's he not outdoing the job that he got for his son mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely more worthy of being mad at this point than earlier. For sure. Um, so this is where uh, Darice meets Larry, which is one of Irv's shitty friends. <laughs> um, and this is where we finally get what happened to Irv Blitzer. And that is he waded a sled during the Olympics and got caught. Which what a dumb way to cheat. I mean, right? could you imagine something that is so easily measurable that you know that they're going to check for and you get I can't believe you would have the audacity to deflate a football. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's good. Irv is <laughs> Tom Nerf. Brady. He is one of the greatest bobsledders to ever live, and he then he cheats. <laughs> and you know do you what? Think, we do you don't think really this, care. Yeah. Do you think this is where Tom Brady got the idea? Yeah, I can see the parallels. Let's yeah. put weights in the front of a bobsled, deflate a football, you know, samesies. Six in one hand, dude. Six in one hand. <laughs> and then he goes down to a sunny place and does it again. Guys, Tom Brady is the Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) The only logical outcome of this entire thing. We figured it out. In our Cool Runnings episode, we have determined that Tom Brady (laughs) is Simba. (laughs) Like, we're cracking Illuminati codes right now. You guys realize that, right? Listener. Listener. If we're yeah, dead true. by the time this comes out, <laughs> <laughs> it's because we've cracked the codes. <laughs> the FBI is listening right now, getting our locations. Whoops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did it, guys. We're there. We're going to start our own conspiracy theory YouTube channel now. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so this is uh, after after all that kind of shit goes down. Like Again, like Darius isn't like mad. About his old he actually made cheating. an excuse for it. Yeah, he's like, so what? He said, he, so he cheated. What's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, and then he like figured out that all his gold medals were stripped. And again, it's like it's just like it just ends up not being a big deal, right? Um, like he's not mad. If you one thing, if, like they kind of had like a storyline of Darius getting mad about like how how his coach could do something like that, but he just like doesn't really care. At the end of the day. I have to imagine there's a B-roll of this movie somewhere where this is like a really big deal and they just didn't go that route. Yeah, maybe they so, didn't have time. I actually have the DVD of this and I went into the bonus footage. No deleted scenes. A little disappointed. What? That's some shit, yep, man. There's was, a bunch of ads. Was, was 93 pre-deleted yeah, scenes? Yeah, ads the trailer for this movie. That's was none nine- of the bonus features? Yeah. Nineteen ninety three was not hip with the deleted scenes times. All right, I just how did you watch the ads? No, Uh, (laughs) I was gonna say, are they hilarious? But we'll get back to the movie. So the boys, the team outside of uh, Darius, they're they're going out on the town. But first, Junior gets a telegram. I'll, I'll say again. 
a telegram from his father. This really ages the movie right here, right? Like, they just... <laughs> Sorry. What? Sorry, <laughs> listener, Trevor just put a penis in the chat. Um, so, there's that. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I'm not going to edit this out, Trevor. It's like Everybody's going to know that you just like put a penis in our Skype chat. What, uh, what just happened? Just, while I'm talking about a telegram. <laughs> so, we get, we get a telegram. Um, ages of shit out of the movie. But they go, this is my favorite thing, four or three Jamaican men go honky-tonking in Calgary, Canada. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. And about that telegram, I think it's hilarious. He reads the telegram and he says, My dad is really mad. How can you convey that much emotion on a telegram? Um, have you ever seen Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> I concede my point. <laughs> Howlers, I, I don't know. Have you ever read emails at work like caps and exclamation marks, man? Just like caps, exclamation marks, or uh, the phrase as I pointed out earlier. Those as I previously lines. mentioned. Yeah, as I previously mentioned. That's the line. You yeah. in me case chills. I was unclear. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so we get this weird. Scene where these guys go line dancing in Calgary in the eighties, um, in the middle of winter, in the middle people of winter, in, like skirts. This is just a weird. It's a very it's strange, weird. very strange scene in this movie, um, but a good one nonetheless. Uh, like it's Sanka's having fun out on the dance floor, just trying to line dance, and this like got me thinking. Line dancing is the weirdest fucking shit. Oh, it's so weird. It is like, so weird. Like, I get, like, the, the cha-cha slide is fun, but, like, to make a whole night of the cha-cha slide, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't I don't need that nonsense in my life. Um, Or what's, is it the cha-cha slide or the electric slide? Which one is it? I don't know. Yeah, pick your poison. You get one. You, you only, no, you get all of them. All of them. Like, I'm a band kid, and I think this is weird, all right? Like, band kids love synchronized dancing. <laughs> but line dancing is fucking weird. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, the the asshole Germans show up again, and uh, my favorite my favorite thing about all nineties movies ever is he is dressed in all black, so you know he's evil, right? Yeah, and he calls them Jamaica, which is like, is that vaguely racist? Like, <laughs> I mean, he is from Jamaica. I know, but they're like, it's not like they're calling him Germany. East mm-hmm. Germany. Excuse me, East Germany. Whatever, Berliner. Uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> call that racist. Anyways, um, he's just, he's an asshole. He, um, yeah, he's definitely being a dick. <laughs> yeah. No uh, doubt about it. So, but Junior shies away from the East German getting in his face. Uh, and this is where Yule... Uh, we have another uh, just a classic scene. Movies filled with them. Uh, Yule hypes up Junior in the bathroom, and he goes, uh, "What do you see?" I don't know. You see, I see pride. I see power, and a badass mother who won't take no crap off anyone. And that becomes a dope mantra that I think I'm going to take up in my everyday life. Yeah, this is this is a good scene. 
for sure. Yeah, that can jack you up. Yeah, like like I like you know, I see a lot of things like now like how you should do like positive affirmations um <laughs> like every day and I think this is going to be mine. Oh yeah, no, you should definitely stand in front of your mirror every morning and shout this. Uh well, I have a roommate so I won't shout it, but I might you know, just say it No, to you should definitely shout. Like you got to intimidate him too. That's or get him in on it. No, yeah, just like points. do it in stereo, like your whole apartment. <laughs> yeah, let's be like, I say pride, I say, pride. <laughs> I say power, I say power. <laughs> like, yep, exactly. <laughs> That'd be good. That would be good. All yeah, right. If your neighbors aren't doing it, then you're not loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you guys are so right. You guys are so right. Uh, but it does. It works. Fucking Junior's on some shit. It it works too well. Yeah, and then he goes start some shit. And then we get the oh okay so there's one detail in this so junior goes to like go start some shit and then we get a, like a cut of sank on the dance floor again and if you've noticed at the beginning of the like the bar scene he was just kind of doing his own thing at the end of the bar scene he has learned the line dance and is doing it with the rednecks yeah <laughs> i thought that was just kind of a funny little thing he has learned the line dance at this point in the five minutes of Yule and Junior sitting in the bathroom yelling at each other. I mean, line dancing is not that difficult. He probably could have learned it in that time. It's I, I'm not I'm not saying this is editing error. I think it's a good edit. Oh yeah, right. Good. Because yeah, it's solid. like it's like shows that he's just like because like if he like you know he's he's actually trying to learn the dance. I think it's kind of funny. I think the um, timeline is more than fair compared to the timeline to learn bobsledding. <laughs> yes. you, yeah, you know I what? I guess I guess the moral of this whole movie is it's really easy to learn shit in very accelerated yeah, time frames. <laughs> um so then a bar fight breaks out and there's prop glass everywhere. There are Wilhelm screams. This is everything you want out of a 90s bar fight. There are uh-huh. Soviets beating the shit out of other people. Like <laughs> I I mean I couldn't I couldn't it's I couldn't fantastic. ask I couldn't ask for a more 90s fight scene. Maybe something out of Rush Hour. Maybe. Which is a great movie. I'm going to watch oh, that movie. Oh, man. Now. Why can't there be sports in Rush Hour? I know, right? Isn't there? No. No. I, know, I Like, martial arts are a sport, right? Trevor, you, you should have done Rush Mortal Hour. Are going to do Mortal Kombat next? Yes. 100% <laughs> the, yes. The new one. And then after that, Kong versus Godzilla. Right, yeah, it's basically sumo wrestling. Yep, monster version. <laughs> uh, here we go. That's what we're doing. Uh, so we now we're going to qualifiers day three. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention. Irv is really mad about the brawl, but again, nothing really comes of that. He's just pissed, and he's like, "Guys, stop, stop." But is this is this the moment? This bar fight brawl scene. Is this the moment where the Jamaican bobsled guys become the Jamaican bobsled team? I think it's when three of them do. Oh. Because Doris is still an asshole after this. And is he's he still tone? all about he's still all about being Swiss and doing the Eins Vi dry thing and And he was mad at them and all three of them were sitting on the bed. And kind of laughing about the whole thing. Fair. Okay, so this... So I think it's when almost. three quarters of the team come together. Okay. Um, and Irv is still pissed off, too. Okay. Okay. So He's, but, He has to be. He's the coach. Yeah. That's like, yeah. 
So in the morning, um, qualifiers day three, they're together and they're doing like a little run together. They're having a good good time. Get a little montage of them running around and I don't know, but like being serious still. And then uh, we go to the sled. This is like a pretty quick little montage of qualifier day three where they get like a good push start. And if you notice, like throughout the whole movie, every single push start, except for the one where they uh, like they push the little that, you know, the papers took the pictures. They get a better push start every single time. Yep. It never goes back at all. Anyways, yep, they do. They do a good job of that. Yeah. Wait, the Rockies won a baseball game, guys. Stop the presses. <laughs> they won one last week, too. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is basically the montage where you see them starting to kind of find their groove. Right? This is where they like they start working out together, where Sanka does some uh, assisted pull-ups, uh, which is fantastic. This is where they start doing like bathtub sledding. They do um, their fucking... Uh, they do pushing on like flat ice. It's a, it's a, it's a decent montage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go through their actual qualifier, uh, which is, I guess, day four. But their last qualifier is at night. And then they get their dope ass uniforms. Right? These uniforms are sick. They're fucking sick. Right? It's also a scene where they pay for this movie. Because there is some hard Adidas product placement. Oh, yes. Big time. Uh, Yeah. Well, they, they paid for half the movie because there's a scene in like a couple minutes where they also pay for the other half of this yep. movie. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about already. Yep. Um, so this is that scene that we kind of talked about earlier where they changed the qualifying times. Um, they Irv walks out for their, their final qualifying run. And it is. Is it? Is it? Uh, what one of the evil friends? I, I don't even remember which one name it is. Is it Lenny? One of one of Irv's dick friends is the final judge, the the overall judge, and he goes, "Oh, we changed the qualifying time again to a minute flat." And John Candy's clearly pissed, and then goes, "No problem, man," which is a great line. Um. <laughs> Just a great, great John Candy moment. Yep. Um, and then they have their push start, which could have been better, or it was better than their last one. Still not great. It was like over, it was like 6-5 or something like that. I can't remember. But they wanted to be like at six seconds or some shit like that. But they they complete their run, and they hit the 59-second mark. Boom. 59-46 or some shit like that. And they qualify. They did it, guys. They've made it to the Olympics. Let's drink and, some fucking Coca-Cola. <laughs> and to start Act Three of the Olympics of the Olympic Games, they're drinking Coca-Cola and painting their Jamaica sled, um, which they do like a fantastic job. Right? Oh like, yeah, phenomenal. They, I, they show like a bunch of paintbrushes with like paint and stuff, but like they—that's an immaculate paint job. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way they did that with a paintbrush. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but then they, this is where they named the sled. Any any guesses what they named the sled? Huh? Huh? Tallulah. Tallulah. Is oh, it Tallulah? Uh, 
Uh, I don't totally. find out. Oh no, the, the sleds definitely named Cool Runnings. Yeah, they oh. name it Cool Runnings because that means peace be the journey. Which is kind of dope. I like that. Maybe that's yeah, affirmation number two. Dope. Peace yep. be the journey, dog. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And then they get a letter saying that they were disqualified. Bum, bum, bum. And John Candy is mad. Mad. Mad enough that he walks into the what is essentially the International Olympic Committee, but for cool runnings. Um, <laughs> he walks in and goes off on all the old white guys and just basically is like, you're all fucking racist. Um, and then he Two goes things, through. Yeah, like without thing. explicitly saying that, that is exactly he, no, he basically what he does. does. He's like, <laughs> he, like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of like, you're just mad because it's four black guys in your sport or some shit like that. So two things about this scene. Uh, this boardroom is way too large for bobsled. Right? Oh, yeah. There's like 30 dudes. <laughs> yes. Like, how how many people do you need to say, uh, they'll go down the hill, we'll time it? <laughs> At and least 35. They're meeting a day after... They presumably have already met to disqualify them. How much? <laughs> how much of a of a docket do they have to go through? Well, it's the qualifiers, Trevor. <laughs> Clearly, they have to deliberate for weeks on end after <laughs> to figure out if they need to change the rules because of their black guys. <laughs> Second thing, Coach Irv couldn't find the registration table. How did he find a secret boardroom full of all of these people? <laughs> He's been there a couple days. You know, maybe Roger told him. He just asked all the right people. Yeah, he just found the right guy on the street. <laughs> <laughs> this time he got lucky. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Um, but then essentially he kind of wheels back after going off on them initially and he apologized about his cheating and he kind of takes fall. He's like, look, don't you can punish me, ban me, whatever. Just don't punish these kids. They earned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is objectively the right thing to do. Um, then basically the old white guys get a heart and uh decide now nah, the, the Jamaicans are back in. And like Irv fakes them out in like a total dick move. Like I'm all oh, for the huge dick move. I'm all for like the fake you know, bad news thing. Not when you're wondering about your Olympic appeal, right? Like, no, just fucking tell them. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my theory anyway. Um, so then we get, this is like such a beautiful scene. Uh, yes. you're, we're back in Jamaica and everybody's like really excited and having a good time. And they're watching their TVs and it shows the Olympic procession. And I have decided that this would be the coolest fucking feeling in the world to be the only people from your country in the Olympic procession. Yeah. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, it would. Carrying your country's flag, just being like, what's up? I'm the only one here, bitches. <laughs> like, that'd be cool. Do you remember, uh, was it the, yeah, the 2016 Olympics in London? Yeah, London Olympics? Uh, the greasy guy? No, I, I was thinking Mr. the, Muscles? uh, no, not Mr. Russ. I was thinking the the independent athletes. Yeah, uh, when they came out on the field for the the procession, they're just out like just fucking partying. Oh <laughs> yeah, they're nuts. Oh, so it was so cool to watch. Um, anyways, it reminded me of that. 
Uh, so we get back to the hotel. Like all the people in Jamaica are like amazed, you know, because it's fucking Jamaicans in the Winter Olympics. Right, it's a big deal. Um, but then Junior Dad, Junior's dad shows up to just fuck everything up. Like this is where Junior's dad hits like irredeemably shitty dad. Yep. Right. His son is literally in the Olympics in a team sport. And he's like, pack your shit, we're getting out of here. And he already walked in the opening ceremony. Like, (laughs) they are already in the Olympics. I can't believe you'd embarrass me like this. Yeah, he says that. You and and your Pomeranian, he can hardly walk. (laughs) I have to call it back so Eli can't edit out later. I know. Shit. (laughs) You and your Pomeranian, goddammit. No, uh, like... This is like irredeemably bad dad shit, right? Yeah, no, like at this point, it's not just bad dad. Like you're a bad person. Yeah, it's like your son is officially an Olympic athlete and the only one, one of four from your country in those Olympics. Like they are icons at this point. And he's like, nah, you got to go work at Watson, Watson, and Coots or whatever. Well, Wells, Wells, and Coots. No, fuck you. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Seriously, fuck that guy. But Junior stands up for himself. Finally, it's a great scene. I see pride. I see power. He's like, he asks his dad, what does he see? I, I didn't yeah. even write down what his dad said because I was so pissed said, off. Like, I see a coward <laughs> or a lost little boy. I think yeah, a lost little says. boy. And I was just like. I was so mad I didn't even take that note down because I was like, fuck this guy. But now we get the Olympics. Boys, this is it. We're there. (laughs) We've made it. All of Jamaica is watching. Sanka is in the tent feeling Olympic, as he says to the rest of the Olympians who don't say anything back to him. Russians. Um, And then we get... talking to Russians. (laughs) (laughs) We get... Some beautiful bobsled montage. And they get their first run, right? Our Jamaican friends get their first run. And they kind of like set up this as like the, 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 this is the first time they set up that the track is running fast, right? Like the afternoon, the track is running fast. The track is running fast. Uh, this is where they start counting down in German or Swiss German or whatever, you know, same thing, I guess, for counting probably. Not English, boys. Um, and they can't even, Really get in the sled, right? Takes them a long time to like get through the push start. Just a really bad run. They're in last place. Um, after the race, this is where we see, you know, them kind of moping about trying to really figure out what went wrong, right? And uh, Irv comes in and basically says, You need to loosen up. And he's like, I can't do that for you, which is bad coaching. Like, coaching, like, you have to also coach mental game as well. But that's a side to point, guys. Um, <laughs> like, so they got to stay loose, right? And then Doris starts going on the Swiss, and Sanka is having none to do with it, boys. None. Again, Sanka saves this movie. He's so good. So, so good. good. He says, you know, we got to have our own style. We're not the Swiss, right? And then Sanka's, or Doris is like, this isn't a push cart derby. He says it weird, and it drives me nuts. It's the only time he says it that way. He says derby every other time. He says Darby in this scene. <laughs> Pisses me off. 
And then Senka, you know, he he does he drops a really cool like kind of speech. I, I won't go into it because it's a little longer than I wanted to type, but it basically ends with like you know I, I, we're not trying to be this the best I can be is Jamaican, which is a cool line, right? He's basically saying like we're fucking Jamaican, let's be Jamaican. Yeah, uh, which is cool. And then we get to their second run, and this is where we see the five fingers of the Jamaican team become the fist of the Jamaican team to punch everyone in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> and I say five because I include John Candy in that because I needed a fifth for the fist analogy. Um, <clears throat> so that's why that happened. Um, so run two, they show up, they're having fun. Um, and like everybody's watching them. And then we get this like gives me goosebumps still. The like the first time they do the feel the rhythm chant, Trevor, you want to hit that for us? Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. Cool runnings, and they go, and they have a dope run. They get a faster push start than the Swiss, which they have to mention, of course. Um, then they they get the they get the respect on their name for a day, right? So that's things are going well for the Jamaica team. We love them. Uh, we get the night before their final race. Um, Doris is talking to Irv, and he asks him why he cheated. And basically, Irv just says like, "I got too distracted by winning." And we get another great fucking knowledge bomb. That is, if you're not enough without the medal, you'll never be enough with it. He goes, Coach, how do I know? He's like, when you cross the finish line tomorrow, you'll know. This is what makes the movie right here. This gives it the heart. It does. You know, the like real legit. Olympic medals were the friends you made along the way. <laughs> it was love the whole time. <laughs> so we get their final run, the Jamaican final run. And there is bobsled fever, Jamaican bobsled fever. Everybody loves them after one day. There's here's the distribution of the Jamaican bobsled team shirts is nothing short of incredible. It has been one day since their last run and everybody in the crowd is wearing Jamaican bobsled team shirts. (laughs) And this is, this is 1988. You can't just go online and get this uh, prime delivered. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no Amazon prime same day, right? (laughs) This is, I just like I just that was, it was funny to me, um, but they get their best start, right? We get the feel the rhythm, feel the ride, and they cook out of the gates. They're ready to go, um, but we get the foreboding loose nut, right on on the one of the blades, cables, skids, breaks. Well, the something. cables hitting the nut that yes is on one of the blades. We all get a loose nut every once in a while. <laughs> Trevor, this is a kid show. <laughs> Absolutely not a kid show. <laughs> so uh, it's funny because, like, right before, like, spoiler alert, their big crash, the announcers are like, wow, I can't believe they're making such good time on that rickety old sled that looks incredible. It looks brand new, right? Because they painted it with paintbrushes and made it look brand new. Um, but the announcers go, wow, that's a rickety old sled or some shit like that. 
Yep. But then the Jamaicans have this big, long wreck where, Jamie, this must have annoyed you, uh, the initial wreck. They yes. Didn't, they didn't go 30 feet. They go to the bottom of the fucking track on this Which wreck. is more realistic because these things just fucking slide forever when they crash. It's almost like they're on a giant ice slide. Yeah. <laughs> and, this also uh, annoyed me for another reason. but Why? I don't know if you're going to talk about it. Because at the very end, right before they come to a stop... One of the dummies that's in the sled very clearly is like broken in half up against the <laughs> ice wall. Like that guy is dead. <laughs> Not it. Doris is fine. Doris is fine. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was the spot that um, Yul Brenner's sitting. Oh, dead. really? Oh. He is 100% he's dead. There's no way he's dead. Yeah. Go back and watch it. He's like broken in half, smushed up against the wall, and his neck's like. You think a bobsled can hurt Luke Cage? Definitely. (laughs) It did in this scene because he's 100% dead. Do you think a bobsled can hurt Puma, dude? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's be be real, though. Senka is definitely to mount, right? Yes. No, he's Rafiki. We already went over that. Yes, he's Rafiki. Oh, but he's also kind of Timon. Tough call. That's a tough call. You know, Junior could be Timon. Listener, why don't you tweet at us? Yes. I like how you said us. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Listener, you tweet at us. You you let us know who you think each member of the Cool Runnings team is in the Lion King universe. Um... So I kind of lost my place here. We get Sanka reversing the iconic line. Doris, you dead, man? He says, no, no, man. I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. Um, and then we get like this. So what you like, there's like the slow motion shot of the guys like running towards the bobsled and like kind of doing weird slides at him. Um, I thought I remember vividly thinking these were EMTs. Come to find out by reading the back of their shirts when it shows the back of them, they are the snowmaking team. Yep, it definitely <laughs> says snowmaker. They were going to bury them just uh-huh. right there. <laughs> just fucking just, just cover it up. We're done. Bobsled's over, guys. <laughs> Jesus. We'll make a uh, turn right here. We'll just go around them. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm burying you. <laughs> um. So we so they kind of huddle around the the sled, and then we get the very cool reveal of the team carrying the bobsled. And this scene, not gonna lie, got a little misty. Just a little bit misty, guys. Pretty epic. This is a beautiful scene. Yes, it is. It's just a testament to the will of the human spirit. Also, like, completely heartbreaking, because they were going to meddle. Yeah. It, like, they, they were on they pace totally to, like, break records. <laughs> the way they did the first heat, they were nowhere <laughs> close. There's no way you get ultra They were in eighth place. They were talking about before the race how they were in position to meddle if they had a good run. That's what they were talking about the they whole third day. Up. They do but set that up. Logically. There's no way. 
Okay. We've already thrown out logic in this movie, Trevor. <laughs> so we have this beautiful moment of them carrying the sled, and then it's ruined by the 90s um, because we've got the East German man who decided to start the slow yeah. clap. I hated this. I hate slow clap so much. Uh, not even the slow clap. I hate that they had him do it. Drives me nuts. I don't even care that he did it. I don't like the Swiss join in. Another thing that pisses me off in this moment, Junior's dad is there wearing a Jamaican bobsled team shirt. It's been three days since he tried to pull his son <laughs> out of the fucking hotel room. Well, he realized this. how shitty of a person he is once his son's like the off most screen? famous person on the island. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Cool Runnings. You do that off screen? Nah, fuck you guys. And like Junior's like all like happy that it's like, nah, I'd still be pissed at my dad. Like, I would have been mad. I would have been like, boop. Like, yeah, you got you, the dad. finger right out of me. You didn't Get believe the fuck me, out dog. of here. Go home. <laughs> you yeah. didn't believe. I did this on my own, bitch. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, and then we get kind of the uh, aftermath of them crossing the finish line, obviously in last place because they got disqualified because they walked their sled to the finish, um, <laughs> which is, I guess, against the rules in bobsledding. You're not allowed to walk. I could fully see that. Walk being at the rule. start. Why can't you walk at the end? You yeah, need exactly. 30 white guys sitting around a <laughs> giant ass table to say that you need to finish on the blades. Turns out that's what they're meeting for, Trevor. <laughs> Can they get out and push at the end? Can they? Um, was There's it nothing what? in the rules that says a dog can't bobsled? Wasn't it like Sochi where like the bobsledders like they couldn't finish the race because it was so hot that like the yeah. track was melting. The at track the end? was melting. <laughs> like so they had to like get out like they like either moved the finish line up or they like they got out they like they had to get out and push it or like it was some, there was some weird hor- Sochi was just, just a fucking turned it mess. into a log ride. Yeah, that was a shit show <laughs> of an Olympics. It was so bad. Um but basically, the final scene Bob is Costas like, had pink eye. Oh, like, that, that was that just was that? really. Yep. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that was a mess. That was a mess. Uh, but yeah, then we get the East German guy congratulating them, be like, "I see you in four years." And you know, uh, like he's not going to try to do the Summer Olympics, <laughs> which are in four in. months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, a couple months away. Um, <laughs> And then, like, it's just, like, everyone hugging and then roll credits. No, they put up the picture of the oh, that's right. bobsled just, team in yeah. What's-His-Face's office. In in Coolidge's office, yes. Yes. Nelson Mandela light his office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they clearly modeled that character after Nelson Mandela. Like, there's no way they didn't. Right? Yeah. Yep. No way. They look Same hair, <laughs> same beard. No way they didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, roll credits. And we've done it, roll guys. Roll credits. We made it through the cool runnings. Fantastic movie. It's Just so wonderful. Good. Really is a wonderful movie. Okay, so Trevor, we got a couple things. Uh I got a couple of notes. Oh, on okay. The real story. So okay. The real story the, uh-huh. the two man bobsled team, they recruit a guy at the last minute to make it a four man bobsled team uh the origin story they tried to recruit sprinters to do it and nobody was interested and so they took 
people from the Jamaican Armed Forces. And that's Aww. what this team was made of. Except for the one person they recruited three days before, he was a sprinter. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was originally supposed to be a dramatic sports movie. It was not a comedy. Uh, and I think that's what ties it together, is the comedy. They changed it to... that. This being a serious drama would have not been nearly as good. Yeah, yeah, they made the right decision. Uh, you know, without the the comedy to cut it, you know, yep. it makes the emotional pieces better. Uh, the uh, the role of Coach Irv, uh, ABC wanted to, or Disney uh, wanted to uh, get Kurt Russell. That's a different huh. movie. That John is a very Candy different movie. Insisted on playing the role and took a pay cut to make sure he gets it. Oh, that's dope. It's a very John that's Candy pretty move. cool. I don't think I don't think it would have been as good with Kurt Russell. I mean, Wouldn't Kurt Russell's fine. Yeah, but. I mean, he's a good actor, but it's just a completely different movie. Yep. Huh. Nice. Very interesting notes. And they anymore? were definitely nowhere near metal contention. No, no, no. Oh no, no, no! Not in real life, but you got to make it dramatic. Yeah. Like I think, I think I looked it up that the highest the Jamaican bobsled team has ever finished is like twenty third. <laughs> yeah. So there we go, Trevor. Do you got any more notes for us? I had one, and I did one of those things where it leaves your brain right when you're about to say it. Oh, nice. Should we, like, wait? Should we just yeah, wait let's in silence? Vamp. It's gonna come back to me. Should we just wait in silence instead of vamping? Uh, they didn't realize they had flipped while they were driving it. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> wait, it, wait, in real life they had they re- yeah they, they didn't realize it flipped until they smelled the uh, the helmets burning against the uh, from friction. Jesus fuck! And they said I think that, that that smell lives with you for months. I think that happens. Frequently with the guys sitting behind because they literally just put their head down yeah. and hope to God the driver doesn't kill him, I guess. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, in the movie, the uh, they crash because of faulty equipment because uh, it's an old sled uh, when in reality it wasn't faulty equipment. It was likely going too fast and inexperienced driving, which makes sense. You know, three months. <laughs> three days before if some of the people are not bobsledders. <laughs> That's, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. You, know, you got a lion cub driving a bobsled. <laughs> things go wrong. With a I monkey guess. and a pig and a lemur. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all of the characters are fictional. None of them relate to the actual people. Uh, there was never a Coach Irv. Uh, America has not, did not win a uh, gold medal in bobsled for a super long time. It was like the 40s until I think I read it was like the 2010 Winter Olympics where America won again. So Coach Irv, there was never a weighing your bobsled scandal because that would be super easy to catch. <laughs> it's, so, it's almost <laughs> like they probably look. 
at so the bobsled. <laughs> very loosely based on a true story in that there was a Jamaica bobsled team that crashed. <laughs> and they did walk across the finish line next to their thread. Not not above their heads, but they walked the, the sled over the finish line. And it was reportedly a mild applause. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, how many people really go to watch the bobsled? Not like, a lot. Out of, out of there's all, not, like, stands. That, like the, That's, like, the biggest problem with, like, Winter Olympics is, like, especially, like, the downhill stuff like that. Like, where where do you – how is that a good spectator sport? Yeah, you're just down at the bottom watching a screen until they get yeah. down that final turn. That being yeah. said, if I saw them walking across after that crash, I'd be – I would I'd definitely be, be yeah, applauding. I'd be hooting and hollering because that's the best thing I yes. saw all day. Yeah, but like right. also like I, I'd say mild applause probably because there just weren't that many people there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the cover of this DVD uh, has a review from ABC TV that says "Rocky on Ice." Agree Ooh. or disagree? Uh, there's a lot of parallels there. I kind of have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. At first, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's, right." That that's a bold egregious. statement. It sounds egregious. On the on the rewatch, you know, it's not that they were going to win; it's that no one thought they were going to go the distance. Nobody thought they were even going to be there. Yeah, and the fact that they went and they finished the race was the yeah. victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's pretty accurate. I like it. The other uh, quote on the DVD box from CBS Radio. Inspiring, heartwarming, and very, very funny. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. We've, t- we've talked about this agree. multiple times on the episode. Oh, yeah. It's a yep. funny-ass movie. <laughs> yep. Definitely agree. A-plus DVD box. A-plus selling, selling points. So, Trevor, we've got... Um, we got we got a we got a list of you to rate the movies that we've done on Commissioner Sports Movies. You also got to give it a star rating these movies. But we're gonna have you go last, okay? And then also don't forget you have buzzer beater this week. Oh, so, son of a bitch! Yeah. Okay. So, so start Jamie, thinking of that. Jamie, first start yep. star rating. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Uh, I've talked. I, I mentioned it a few times this episode. Uh, this movie just hits in a lot of different ways. The comedy's on point. The heartwarming parts are on point. The character development is on point. Uh, just really solid, good movie. Stands the test of time. I'm going to go with a 4.5. Okay, okay. Um, so my, my thought is, like, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I remember. Like, you know, I remember enjoying it as a kid. And usually it goes the other way around where you enjoy it less as an adult. I think right. I enjoyed this movie more as an adult than when I did as a kid. Right? Fair. Like the, the heartwarming moments hit better. Um obviously there are some problems, like Junior's dad. But like, you know, there's it's it's a You have a, to have it. The comedy still holds it's, up, like you said. It's it's a good movie. I'm also going four and a half stars. Nice. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. A lot of the you know, one-liners just make this really rewatchable. You know, if I were to watch this again next weekend, I'm still going to have a good time. Uh, 
it's just really, really good. It's funny. It's got heart. Uh, it'll move you. You know, it doesn't rely on the nostalgia to give you, uh, you know, that movie that you want to see, a good sports movie. Uh, I'd say, you know, it, it's not the best sports movie ever. Uh, sometimes, like, the, no, Mighty the Ducks is out there, third so. act uh, is kind of just kind of like, all right, we just need to get to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say four and a half stars. Ooh, it's nice. a good all movie. around. It's it holds a good up. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It holds up. It, yeah, that's the bottom line. Is it just holds up? Mm-hmm. Okay, now we got to do our rankings list. So Jamie, you go down the. No, list you of- go first. Okay, so I have to remember all the movies because I have no right, here's, on my list. Here's yours so far. So far, you have one Mighty Ducks. Two, Space Jam. Three, The Little Giants. And four, Tin Cup. Okay. I'm going number one, The Mighty Ducks. Number two, Cool Runnings. Nice. Number three, Space Jam. Number four, Little Giants. Number five, Tin Cup. This is tough for me because I have so far based... Like, I have Space Jam as my number one, and that is almost exclusively because of nostalgia, right? I just remember loving Space Jam as a kid, so that's why I had Space Jam at number one. And as we've mentioned with this movie, it is just still phenomenal. Like, Space Jam now is just kind of... uh, It's good. Yeah, it's not that good of a movie, yeah. Right, it's not a great movie. Like, Cool Runnings is a legit movie um so is jamie uh, is jamie about to be controversial i love it do it do oh, it man do it get him do it you know what after i i really really enjoyed this movie watching it and again i think like you eli i think i like it more now than I did as a kid. And here's the thing. This is the first time I'm going to point out right now. This is the first time that you have said you've enjoyed a movie while dissecting it. I'm just saying. Every yeah, other movie you said, even I've enjoyed it less while we've dissected it. Yeah, and I still... real. I'm going to put this at number one right now. Love it. I am. I'm, I'm here do for it. it. Cool Runnings, number one. Space Jam, two. Mighty Ducks is like 2B. I I don't I can't really differentiate those two. Then Little Giants, then Tin Cup. Okay, Trevor, out of that list, where do you where do you got? So I'm gonna propose something to you guys. Okay. This list is gonna get a little unwieldy as you get to the fortieth and fiftieth movie. I Thank say, you for thinking our podcast is gonna last that long. <laughs> oh, it's it's happening. You have to go through all the movies you sent me on that list. It's also going to take like three years if we're doing this every other week or every third week. But you should have the guest list remain stationary. Once someone puts something on the list, it can't move. And your guest then puts the movie where he thinks it fits on that list. Oh, I like that. I like that. So number one would have to, or I guess, yeah. So our guests have been unanimous so far. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna make this right now while we're doing it. And it's good you had it, me this early because this would be way too hard to do five episodes. From <laughs> actually, I don't know. I think our guests have been split with Space Jam and Mighty Ducks at one. 
So, Trevor, you get the honor. Who Who's, Where's I? number one, Space Jam or Mighty Ducks? For guest list. Well, you guys did Space Jam after the Mighty Ducks. So Torsten Correct. would be the one to place it. Did Torsten have it above? Torsten I did don't not. Recall. He had Mighty Ducks. I believe he had Mighty Ducks above well, Space that's Jam. I don't is. remember. I would put Honestly, Space Jam up remember. before, but, but if that's where it is... We'll we'll, we'll we'll go back and listen through and see where they had it, and we'll we'll maybe make an amendment to this list. Right now, we'll do Mighty Ducks and Space Jam One A One B essentially. But yeah, uh, I got Cool Runnings above all of them. Uh, it's just because it's a good movie. I feel like every all the other movies, you can't say this is just a good movie, not a nostalgia movie, not a sports movie. Just it slaps. Uh, uh, you know, I yeah, think, I'm legitimately shocked by this. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I haven't watched it for about eight, ten years. Uh, I don't remember it even being that good when I watched it in college. So <laughs> it's grown on me. Uh, I think there's going to be movies that you watch that will surpass it definitely. But the 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 four movies that you got comparing to. Uh, yeah, this is definitely better. Also, Cameron, what were you doing? Tin cup? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was so shocked that he picked tin cup, but I don't know. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are today. <laughs> I was like, so there's Mighty Ducks, Space Jam, and Cool Runnings were our top three on the list we sent everybody. Then way down at 29 is Tin Cup, and at 39 <laughs> is Little Giants. Like, I don't know where where Cameron and... Hey, man, and, uh, Little Giants is still a great movie. Was this and sent Chris in an order those. that you guys want to do them in? Or like, no. no. This was just kind of in the order that we thought of them. It was No specific. Okay. Nothing specific. I can't wait for the Friday Night Lights episode. I don't know who's going to pick it, but I'm very excited for it. <laughs> I, there's a lot of... Uh, this is going to get hard. Yes. I'm just... Like, right now, I can tell you there's three or four movies on here that I'm going to have a very hard time putting above or below other ones. It's exciting. I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. Okay. So, Trevor... Oh, wait. Listener. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to um, our shitty take on sports movies. Um, you usually get our just shitty takes on sports. Now you get our movie shitty takes. Um, so thank you for joining us. If you can like and share with your friends, that would be awesome. Uh, but again, we just we just appreciate you guys being here and listening to us and coming along this stupid journey with us. Um, so if you could run our social medias for us, that would be great. So Trevor... <laughs> Hit us with that buzzer beater. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off nobody. Get fucked, Larry Scott. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>
Thank you.